your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. President Biden slammed... Five at five. President Biden slammed Russia's invasion of Ukraine during his State of the Union speech last night. Reports out of Ukraine indicate some Russian troops are destroying their own vehicles and surrendering to Ukraine forces. Dozens of diplomats walked out of a meeting in Geneva as the Russian foreign minister's speech began. The suspect in a brutal, unprovoked hammer attack in New York City is a career criminal, walking free despite dozens of arrests. It sparked debate again over bail reform. Negotiations have stalled between Major League Baseball and players. No new negotiations are planned. President Joe Biden delivered his State of the Union address last night at the nation's capital. Biden began his speech slamming Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Biden claimed Russian President Vladimir Putin badly miscalculated before attacking Ukraine. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. Biden joined allies in banning Russian aircraft from U.S. airspace. He also said Putin has no idea what's coming. Biden also pledged to attack inflation and get gas prices under control. Biden highlighted NATO's support for Ukraine through sanctions against Russia and touted U.S. efforts to unite European allies. There are reports that Russian soldiers are surrendering to Ukrainian forces. The Pentagon reports some Russian soldiers taking part in the invasion of Ukraine are sabotaging military vehicles and surrendering in droves. Officials say young Russian soldiers with little appetite for warfare are sabotaging their own gas tanks, laying down their weapons and surrendering. Approximately 80 percent of 150,000 Russian troops stationed around Ukraine's border have moved into Ukraine. Russia is attacking Ukraine's second largest city, Kharkiv, with its largest air assault to date. The war on Ukraine has sent oil futures to $110 a barrel. Dozens of diplomats from countries including Britain, the United States and France walked out of a Geneva meeting when Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's pre-recorded message began to play. Russia is a responsible member of the international community committed to its obligations of mass destruction weapons non-proliferation, undertake all necessary steps to prevent the appearance of nuclear weapons and related technologies in Ukraine. The walkout was led by the Ukrainian ambassador, Yevhenia Filpenko. UN has to take a very strong stance in defense of its own principles of the UN Charter because it, what uh, Russia uh, did to, to Ukraine is an attack on, on the UN, uh, UN foundations, on the foundations of our cooperation. During Lavrov's speech, the Russian foreign minister blames Ukraine for the war. 
He claimed Kiev, Ukraine's capital, has been seeking to acquire nuclear weapons, necessitating a Russian response. Well, the suspect in an unprovoked, brutal hammer attack on a New York City health department worker was back out on the streets despite a lengthy rap sheet, again fueling debate over bail reform. The suspect, 57-year-old William Blount, spent two decades in prison. He was involved in a jailbreak that left a guard dead and an armed robbery involving a kidnapping. NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essig was on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis, explaining how Blount was caught. The victim's uh, credit card was taken. We knew that from her bag. We were able to track the usage to a nearby store. As we go into the store, we were then able to identify the person who had those credit cards. 57-year-old scientist Nina Rothschild was left in critical condition after being hit in her head with a hammer in Queens Thursday. Blount is charged with attempted murder, robbery, and assault in connection with that attack. It is not play ball. Tuesday's 5 p.m. deadline for Major League Baseball owners and locked-out players to agree on a new labor contract came and went without an agreement. The first two series of Major League Baseball games has been canceled. Major League Baseball has said it has no intention of rescheduling games or compensating players for time lost. Here's Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. We're prepared to continue negotiations. We've been informed that the MLBPA is headed back to New York, meaning that no agreement is possible until at least Thursday. Progress was reported Monday, but the two sides stalled on key economic issues on Tuesday. No new talks are scheduled right now, stoking the possibility of a prolonged dispute. 77 WABC time check coming up on 507. Let's head over to... The traffic desk with Frank Diaz for a look at traffic and transit. Good morning, Deb. Well, on, on the GWB upper level outbound, we got a stall blocking two left lanes and stop traffic all the way back to the Henry Hudson. Otherwise, the inbound upper and lower as well as, as well excuse me as well as the Lincoln and Holland are all looking pretty good. Over to the island and Comic on the LIE eastbound between Exit 53 and Ronkonkoma Avenue, we got the right and center lanes closed due to some construction over there. Also on Freeport on the Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Troy Place Road, we got two lanes closed over there due to some road work. In Yonkers on the New York State Thruway on I-87 northbound exit 1, that off-ramp is still closed due to emergency water main repairs. Also on Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point, that's closed in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards. So 9W is your best way around that. An Island Bridge westbound lower level, that's closed due to some road work. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are suspended today for Ash Wednesday. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for sunshine today or high near 50. Tonight, look for a 20% chance of showers after 1 a.m. overnight. Mostly cloudy skies with a low of 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, a high near 43. Right now, 33 degrees in Manhattan under mostly clear skies. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. The Republican State Convention wrapped up yesterday in Garden City out on Long Island. Republicans in New York State have tapped their nominees for U.S. Senate, State Comptroller, State Attorney General, Governor, and Lieutenant Governor. Republicans tapped Congressman Lee Zeldin for Governor. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent. 
a conservative, a moderate, a liberal, all New Yorkers are hitting their breaking point right now, and they are desperate for us to be successful in this effort to re restore balance in Albany, to fire Kathy Hochul and Brian Benjamin. Zeldin remarked that Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul would be fired next. Zeldin chose former NYPD Deputy Inspector Allison Esposito as his running mate for lieutenant governor. The GOP has thrown its support behind Joseph Pinion for U.S. Senate. Pinion told New York Now he sees a path to victory. And so for me, our thesis for this campaign is clear. If you are unhappy with the world as it is today, you cannot continue to vote for the architects who built it. There is no greater architect in American politics today than Chuck Schumer. Yonkers media personality will challenge current Democratic U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer. Pinion tied Schumer to Biden by association over the Ukraine crisis. Pinion could still face a primary challenge from Alexander Macy. He's a Bronx attorney who previously ran for state Senate. Macy would have to gather enough signatures to get on June's primary ballot. Former New York City mayor and 77 WABC host Rudy Giuliani attended the state GOP convention in support of his son Andrew's gubernatorial bid, claiming the choice of Lee Zeldin as nominee is a mistake. The former mayor signed a petition for his son at the convention. The elder Giuliani claims the party needs an outsider in order to win the governor's seat in the blue state. We need strong people. Say it like it is. I'm putting plain clothes cops out. That means they will not be identified as cops. Well, I'm not. I'm going to deal with it. Don't lie to us. The younger Giuliani, who served in the Trump administration, is pitted against five Republican candidates for governor who are seeking the primary nod this June. Current New York Governor Kathy Hochul has been tapped by Democrats as their nominee. Well, seizing an opportunity to appeal to New York's Asian community, state Republicans are creating an Asian caucus within its ranks. The move follows an uptick of violence and hate crimes against Asian Americans. The NYPD hate crimes dashboard finds 524 reported hate crimes against Asians in 2021 with 204 arrests. State Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy announced the formation of the Asian Caucus during a dinner reception following the conclusion of Tuesday's convention. And in 2021, Asian Americans gave our candidates the strongest performance for the Republican Party that we have ever seen. And I have been meeting and working with these tremendous Republican activists that have joined us up here tonight. According to New York City's Board of Elections, Asian American voters in New York City voted red last November, favoring GOP mayoral candidate Curtis Sliwa over Democratic Mayor Eric Adams, particularly in Queens and Brooklyn. Experts think Asians were furious over then-Democratic Mayor Bill de Blasio's controversial policies. The head of the NYPD's hate crimes unit has been reassigned by New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Adams reassigned former hate crimes head Jessica Corey after Corey blamed a victim for filming her attacker. Esther Lee is a Korean-American woman. 
She was spit upon aboard an A-train after her attacker called her a carrier of the COVID-19 virus, believed to have originated in China. Who wants to touch you, you miserable f- carrier? I've more doctors than you, and I have f- nurses than you. F- there is no. Corey was also criticized because her department has made arrests in less than half of all reported hate crimes. Hate crimes against Asian Americans were up almost 350 percent in New York City in 2021. Allegations of double dipping against then state senator Brian Benjamin, now the state's Democratic lieutenant governor. According to the Albany Times Union, the publication found a dozen instances where Benjamin allegedly submitted vouchers for taxpayer-funded reimbursement, while at the same time a campaign-issued debit card was used to pay for travel expenses. Each time Benjamin submitted those vouchers, he stated he was the only one bearing travel costs. It's not the first time the allegations have surfaced against Benjamin. In March 2021, the Daily News raised questions about whether Benjamin was using campaign funds to pay for personal expenses. As Russia's war against Ukraine enters its seventh day, a Cold War-era high-rise in the Bronx plays home to Russian diplomats and dangerous spies. The Russian compound at 355 West 255th Street is in the Riverdale Houses. Over the weekend, there was a demonstration in that area with many carrying signs in Hebrew, and many demonstrators flew Ukrainian flags. A Russian-born former intelligence officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency told the New York Post that stationing such operatives around the world is standard procedure for most nations, including the United States. The call for changes to controversial bail reform laws in New York State have surfaced once again as subway crimes increase. Authorities say the man who is charged with smearing human feces on a woman in the New York City subway system had a lengthy rap sheet. He's been arrested over 20 times. The suspect, 37-year-old Frank Abraqua, was put on supervised release but not held in separate assault cases because of lax policies put in place by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. New York City Mayor Eric Adams talked about the feces attack. Human waste, someone spitting in your face, uh, you know, those are real signs of mental health issues. And we keep going back to that conversation, and we really must dig into how we're dealing with these mental health issues. Abraqua is charged in the February 21st feces attack of a 43-year-old woman at the Wakefield 241st Street subway station. His arraignment was pending Tuesday afternoon. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, 77 WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellick has sports. Yes, I do, Deb, and I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. For the first time in 27 years, Major League Baseball will scrap regular season games over a labor dispute as the first two series of the season have officially been canceled after the Players Association rejected the league's final proposal during yesterday's talks. This brings the schedule's game count from the usual 162 now, now down to a maximum of 156 games. A total of 91 games league-wide were wiped 
from existence. Commissioner Rob Manfred said the league and union have not made plans for future negotiations and that players won't be paid for missed games. A sad, sad day for baseball fans across the country. Adding insult to injury here, we were 0 for 3 in the way of local action last night as the Nets, Devils, and Islanders all suffered losses. The Nets moved to just one game over 500 to 32 and 31 overall as they fall in a heartbreaking fashion to the Toronto Raptors. 109 to 108 is your final score from Toronto. The Nets will try and rebound at home against the Miami Heat come tomorrow night. Now to the ice where Boone Jenner and Patrick Lane hoisted the Columbus Blue Jackets to victory over the Devils in Columbus. Jenner and Lane both registered a goal and an assist en route to the 4-3 win. Look out for a tri-state bout at the Garden coming up this Friday night when the Devils are set to pay the Rangers a visit. Speaking of the hockey blue shirts, they're set to host the St. Louis Blues tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Islanders were in Colorado facing the Avalanche and held a one-goal lead heading into the third period. Couldn't keep their foot on the gas as three third-period goals from the Avalanche buried the Isles by a score of 5-3. to three. They'll get ready to welcome the Vancouver Canucks into town uh, next tomorrow night. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. <laughs> Hey, Deb. Well, in Jersey on the GW Bridge, that upper-level outbound stall blocking the two left lanes, that's cleared away now. Otherwise, inbound, upper, and lower, as well as the Lincoln and Holland, all looking pretty good heading into the city. Over to the island and Comic on the LA eastbound and exit 53 and Reconcoma Avenue. Still got that right and center lanes closed due to some road work over there. Also in Freeport on Sunrise Highway eastbound, which is Middlebrook Parkway and Troy Place Road. We have two lanes closed there due to some road work as well. Over to Yonkers and the New York State Thruway on I-87 North, about to exit one. That off-ramp still closed due to emergency water main repairs. We also got 218 between Cornwall and West Point closed in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards. So 9W is your best way going around that. Heading to the city on the Sand Island Bridge, westbound lower level. That's closed due to some road work right now. Over uh, to our transit, no major delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. Uh, excuse me, alternate side parking rules are suspended for Ash Wednesday. I'm Frank Diaz, a traffic for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high up to 49 overnight. We do have a 20% chance of showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy skies, a low overnight dips to 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, but a bit chillier, the high near 43. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly clear skies in Manhattan. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Stocks slid yesterday as oil and commodity prices spiked to start the new month. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 598 points, the S&P 500 fell 68 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 219 points. Asian stock markets slid on Wednesday and oil prices surged more than $5 per barrel as Russian forces stepped up attacks on Ukrainian cities. Shanghai, Tokyo, Hong Kong and Seoul declined as President Vladimir Putin's invasion fueled fears of global economic turmoil. Oil prices rose despite an agreement by the U.S. and other major governments in the International Energy Agency to release 60 million barrels from strategic reserves to stabilize supply. Benchmark U.S. crude jumped another $5.09 to $108.45 per barrel in electronic trading. It rose $7.69 on Tuesday to $103.41. The world's biggest container ship operators, AP Muller, Maersk, AS, and Mediterranean Shipping Company, said they would temporarily suspend services to Russian ports, including those 
far from the conflict in Ukraine. Maersk said on Tuesday it was halting bookings in light of the sanctions imposed on Russia, including congestion being caused by customs authorities, inspecting cargo bound for the country, and changing credit terms impacting its customers. Maersk and MSC said they would continue to move goods to and from Russia. And finally, payments and credit card giants Visa and MasterCard have blocked financial institutions from their networks in response to government sanctions on Russian entities. The U.S. placed a number of Russian individuals and financial institutions on a sanctions list last week after their invasion of Ukraine. Visa and MasterCard both pledged $2 million towards humanitarian relief funds for Ukraine. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And Dow futures this morning in the green. The Dow's up 208 points right now. The S&P 500 is up 28 points. And the Nasdaq has fallen, or up rather, in the green, 87 points. And gold is down $7.60 an ounce. Crude oil up $5.13 to $109 a barrel. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Ukrainian-American Republican Representative Victoria Sparts said President Biden needs to get his act together to stop the genocide against Ukrainian people. Sparts, a Republican from Indiana, said Russians are slaughtering people in Ukraine like animals. This is not a war. This is a genocide of the Ukrainian people by a crazy man who cannot get over that Ukrainian people do not want socialism, Soviet Union, communists. They want to be with the United States of America. Sparts told Biden that if he doesn't do more to address the crisis in Eastern Europe, the blood of innocent Ukrainians will be on his hands. She demanded that Biden send more weapons to Ukraine as Congress prepares to pass an omnibus bill next week that would include spending up to $10 billion in more military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine. An assassination attempt against Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has been foiled. During a briefing, Ukrainian National Security and Defense Council Chief Oleksiy Danilov disclosed that Ukrainian forces stopped a plan to kill Zelensky. According to Axios, Danilov said the Katyrovites, made up of elite Chechen special forces, had a plot to eliminate our president. Danilov said Ukrainian authorities learned of the plot from Russia's Federal Security Service, who are not in favor of war. Republican representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Paul Gosar of Arizona are being criticized by their own party for participating in a weekend conference organized by white nationalist Nick Fuentes. Utah Senator Mitt Romney criticized Green and Gosar on CNN. Look, there's no place in, in either political party uh, for this white nationalism or racism. It's simply wrong. Uh, it's it's uh, as as you've indicated, speaking of evil, uh, it's evil as well. On Monday, in a rare rebuke, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy broke his silence and said Green and Gosar's participation in the conference was unacceptable. On Monday, the Senate failed to pass the Women's Health Protection Act. It's a bill that would codify the right to an abortion guaranteed in Roe v. Wade. 
It comes ahead of a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that could limit access to the procedure nationwide. The bill needed 60 votes to advance and fell 14 votes short, with West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin joining every present Senate Republican to vote against the measure. The final vote was 46 to 48, with six senators not voting or not present for the vote. The bill passed the House in September on a near-party-line vote. The man suspected of shooting his three children and a fourth person to death inside of a Sacramento church Monday afternoon had a temporary restraining order. According to authorities, the 39-year-old gunman, who authorities say also shot himself after killing his three children and another person at the church, was taking part in a supervised visit with the children, girls ages 9, 10, and 13 at the time. Here's Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones. You know, not that every instance turns out like this, but enough of them do for us to, to, to see this tragedy replay over and over again. Authorities have not released the name of the gunman. The Nevada governor and his wife were accosted and then chased from a restaurant in Las Vegas Sunday as two men, one a right-wing digital creator, shouted profanities and threats. In a statement, Steve Sisolak said the men shouted racist, racist threats at his wife, Kathy Sisolak, who is of Chinese heritage. Cell phone video posted to social media shows a man in a red T-shirt reading cannabis and combat, asking Sisolak for a picture. I can't tell you what a piece of you are. Sorry to hear that. You New World Order traitor piece of You're in here without security? Woo! I want to second that. Yeah, you piece of the man was identified by news outlets as Justin Andersick, a digital creator who posts anti-government right-wing conspiracy theories. The Las Vegas Sun reported that Andersick took credit for accosting the Sisolaks on a podcast that he creates. Well, a downtown Seattle bakery is temporarily closing one of its locations for the safety of its employees. That after a spate of recent shootings, including at least one that was fatal. Piro Sky Bakery confirmed on a Facebook post on Monday that they are temporarily shuttering their Century Square storefront till further notice. The bakery's owner is Olga Sagan. She told local affiliate Fox 13 Seattle the following. We're getting a lot of messages that people don't want to be here. People scared to be here. They want to walk through downtown as fast as they can. Sagan also said that rampant drug use in the area played a role in her decision. 77 WABC time check 527. <laughs> Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, in Jersey on the George Washington Bridge upper level outbound, that's stall blocking the two left lanes. That's been cleared away. We're starting to see some traffic uh, pick up on the Turnpike Garden State Parkway and Route 1 and 9 heading into New York. Otherwise, upper, uh, excuse me, inbound upper and lower level as well as the Lincoln and Holland are all looking pretty good right now. Over at the island and Comic has still got that uh, construction on the LA eastbound between exit 53 and Ronkonkoma Avenue uh, blocking the right and center lanes. Also in free Port on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Troy Place Road. We've got still have those two lanes closed due to road work. Over to Hudson Valley, we've got some wet roads in Ulster uh, uh, Duchess on Route 199 uh, eastbound between Kingston and Rhinecliff Bridge West and Kingston Kingston Rhinecliff Bridge East. So be careful driving over there on the New York State Thruway I-87 northbound at Exit 1. That off-ramp is closed due to some emergency water main repairs. Heading into the city, Staten Island Bridge westbound lower level is still closed due to road work. 
at the moment, so no major transit delays right now. Alternate side parking rules are suspended for Ash Wednesday. I'm Frank Diaz with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high near 49. Tonight, we do have a 20% chance of showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy skies overnight. The low is 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies with a high near 43. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly clear skies in Manhattan. 77 WABC Time Check 528. One more story to let you know about during the early news before we head to our bottom of the hour break. According to People magazine, 95-year-old Queen Elizabeth II has officially recovered from COVID-19. She was diagnosed back on February 20th and had been recovering while performing light duties at Windsor Castle. She had canceled virtual engagements throughout the week, leading many to express concern that her health had taken a turn for the worse. On Tuesday, the Queen was apparently feeling well enough to resume her virtual meetings. 77 WABC Time Check 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. We'll be back right after break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. President Biden slammed Russia's invasion of Ukraine during his State of the Union speech last night. Reports out of Ukraine indicate some Russian troops are destroying their own military vehicles and surrendering to Ukraine forces. Dozens of diplomats walked out of a meeting in Geneva as the Russian foreign minister's speech started. The suspect in a brutal, unprovoked hammer attack in New York City is a career criminal walking free despite dozens of arrests. It sparked debate again over bail reform. Negotiations have stalled between Major League Baseball and players. No new negotiations are planned. President Joe Biden delivered his State of the Union address last night at the nation's capital. Biden's speech slamming Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Biden claimed that Russian President Vladimir Putin badly miscalculated before attacking Ukraine. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. Biden joined allies in banning Russian aircraft from U.S. airspace. He also said Putin has no idea what's coming. Biden also pledged to attack inflation and get gas prices under control. Biden highlighted NATO's support for Ukraine through sanctions against Russia and touted U.S. efforts to unite European allies. There are reports this morning that Russian soldiers are surrendering to Ukrainian forces. The Pentagon reports some Russian soldiers are taking part that who are taking part in the invasion of Ukraine are actually sabotaging military vehicles and surrendering in droves. Officials say young Russian soldiers with little appetite for warfare are sabotaging their own military gas tanks, laying down their weapons and surrendering. 
Approximately 80% of the 150,000 Russian troops stationed around Ukraine's border have moved into Ukraine. Russia is attacking Ukraine's second largest city, Kharkiv, with its largest air assault to date. The war on Ukraine has sent oil futures to $110 a barrel. Well, dozens of diplomats from countries, including Britain, the United States, and France, walked out of a Geneva meeting when Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's pre-recorded message began to play. Russia is a responsible member of the international community, committed to its obligations of mass destruction weapons non-proliferation, undertake all necessary steps to prevent the appearance of nuclear weapons and related technologies in Ukraine. The walkout was led by Ukrainian Ambassador Yevhenia Filipenko. UN has to take a very strong stance in defense of its own principles of the UN Charter because it, what uh, Russia uh, did to, to Ukraine is an attack on, on the UN, uh, UN foundations, on the foundations of our cooperation. During Lavrov's speech, the Russian foreign minister blamed Ukraine for the war. He claimed Kiev, Ukraine's capital, has been seeking to acquire nuclear weapons, necessitating a Russian response. The suspect in an unprovoked, brutal hammer attack on a New York City health department worker was back out on the streets despite a lengthy rap sheet, again fueling debate over bail reform. The suspect, 57-year-old William Blount, spent two decades in prison. He was involved in a jailbreak that left a guard dead and an armed robbery involving a kidnapping. NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essig was on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner John Katzmatidis, explaining how Blount was caught. The victim's uh, credit card was taken. We knew that from her bag. We were able to track the usage to a nearby store. As we go into the store, we were then able to identify the person who had those credit cards. 57-year-old scientist Nina Rothschild was left in critical condition after being hit in her head with a hammer in Queens Thursday. Blount is charged with attempted murder, robbery, and assault in connection with the attack. It is not play ball. Tuesday's 5 p.m. deadline for Major League Baseball owners and locked-out players to agree on a new labor contract came and went without an agreement. The first two series of Major League Baseball games has been canceled. Major League Baseball has said it has no intention of rescheduling games or compensating players for time lost. Here's Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. We're prepared to continue negotiations. We've been informed that the MLBPA is headed back to New York, meaning that no agreement is possible until at least Thursday. Progress was reported Monday, but the two sides stalled on key economic issues on Tuesday. No new talks are scheduled right now, stoking the possibility of a prolonged dispute. 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, in the city on the Gowanus Expressway eastbound between Cadman Plaza and uh, the Gowanus Canal, we got some uh, stop-and-go traffic over there. 
The low-level Staten Island Brown Verrazano Bridge, that's been reopened now, so you can take that if you're going into the island. In New Jersey, you're starting to see some delays on the Turnpike Garden State Parkway and uh, Route 1 and 9. Otherwise, inbound upper and level, lower level as well as the Lincoln and Holland are all looking pretty good right now. Over to Long Island and Comic on the eastbound between exit 53 and Ronkakama Avenue. You've got the right and center lights closed due to some construction. Also in Freeport on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Troy Place Road. Two great lanes are closed there due to road work. Heading up to Hudson Valley, you're starting to see the salt trucks in some places in Highland on Mid-Hudson Bridge eastbound between Old Tolls and Ger- Gerald Drive. Also in Ulster on Route 199 eastbound between... Kingston, Rhinecliff Bridge, East and West. On the New York State Thruway, I-87 northbound exit 1, that off-ramp still closed due to emergency water main repairs in Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point, closed in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards, so 9W is your best way around that. No major transit delays right now. Alternate site parking rules are suspended for Ash Wednesday. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today or high near 49. Tonight we have a 20% chance of showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy skies overnight, the low down to 37. And tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, the high near 43. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. The Republican State Convention wrapped up yesterday in Garden City out on Long Island. Republicans in New York State have tapped their nominees for U.S. Senate, State Comptroller, State Attorney General, Governor, and Lieutenant Governor. Republicans tapped Congressman Lee Zeldin for Governor. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent, a conservative, a moderate, a liberal. All New Yorkers are hitting their breaking point right now, and they are desperate for us to be successful in this effort to re- restore balance in Albany, to fire Kathy Hochul and Brian Benjamin. Zeldin remarked that Democratic New York Governor Hochul would be fired next. Zeldin chose former NYPD Deputy Inspector Allison Esposito as his running mate for Lieutenant Governor. The GOP has thrown its support behind Joseph Pinion for U.S. Senate. Opinion told New York Now he sees a path to victory. And so for me, our thesis for this campaign is clear. If you are unhappy with the world as it is today, you cannot continue to vote for the architects who built it. There is no greater architect in American politics today than Chuck Schumer. The Yonkers media personality will challenge current Democratic U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer of New York. Opinion tied Schumer to Biden by association over the Ukraine crisis. Pinion could still face a primary challenge from Alexander Misi. He's a Bronx attorney who previously ran for state Senate. Misi, though, would have to gather enough signatures to get on June's primary ballot. A former New York City mayor and 77 WABC host Rudy Giuliani attended the state GOP convention in support of his son Andrew's gubernatorial bid, claiming the choice of Lee Zeldin as nominee for governor is a mistake. The former mayor signed a petition for his son at the convention. The elder Giuliani claims the party needs an outsider in order to win the governor's seat in the blue state. We need strong people. Say it like it is. I'm putting plain clothes cops out. That means they will not be identified as cops. Well, I'm not. We'll deal with it. Don't lie to us. The younger Giuliani, who served in the Trump administration, is pitted against five Republican candidates for governor who are seeking the primary nod in June. Current New York Governor Kathy Hochul has been tapped by Democrats as their nominee. 
Seizing an opportunity to appeal to New York's Asian community, state Republicans are creating an Asian caucus within its ranks. The move follows an uptick of violence and hate crimes against Asian Americans. The NYPD hate crimes dashboard finds 524 reported hate crimes against Asians in 2021 with 204 arrests. State Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy announced the formation of the Asian Caucus during a dinner reception following conclusion of yesterday's convention. And in 2021, Asian Americans gave our candidates the strongest performance for the Republican Party that we have ever seen. And I have been meeting and working with these tremendous Republican activists that have joined us up here tonight. According to New York City's Board of Elections, Asian American voters in New York City voted red last November, favoring GOP mayoral candidate Curtis Slewa over Democratic Mayor Eric Adams, particularly in Queens and Brooklyn. Experts think Asians were furious over then-Democratic New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio's controversial policies. The head of the NYPD's hate crimes unit has been reassigned by New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Adams reassigned former hate crimes head Jessica Corey after Corey blamed a victim for filming her attacker. Esther Lee is a Korean-American woman. She was spit on aboard an A-train after her attacker allegedly called her a carrier of the COVID-19 virus, believed to have originated China. Who wants to touch you, you miserable Corey was also criticized because her department has made arrests in less than half of reported hate crimes in New York City. Hate crimes against Asian Americans were up almost 350 percent in New York City in 2021. Ukrainian-born city councilwoman Ina Vernikov on Tuesday blasted Russian President Vladimir Putin as a terrorist who has lost his mind. Vernikov, one of four Republicans newly elected to the city council last year, lamented that Putin wants to destroy democracy. What a dark, dark moment in our history. The people of Ukraine are suffering at the hands of a terrorist. And growing up in the region, I know that President Putin has always been a tyrant, but now he has officially lost his mind. She spoke to the state's Republican convention. During her speech, she recalled the struggles of her upbringing under communism and reasons for immigrating to America. Well, as Russia's war against Ukraine enters its seventh day, a Cold War-era high-rise in the Bronx plays home to Russian diplomats and dangerous spies. The Russian compound at 355 West 255th Street is in the Riverdale Houses. Over the weekend, there was a demonstration in the area with many carrying signs in Hebrew and carrying Ukrainian flags. A Russian-born former intelligence officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency told the New York Post that stationing such operatives around the world is standard procedure for most nations, including the United States. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. 
Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Hey, that's me. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. For the first time in 27 years, Major League Baseball will scrap regular season games over a labor dispute as the first two series of the season have officially been canceled after the Players Association rejected the league's final proposal during yesterday's talks. This brings the schedule's game count from the usual 162 games to now a maximum of 156 games. A total of 91 games league-wide were wiped from existence. Commissioner Rob Manfred said the league and the union have not made plans for future negotiations and that players won't be paid for missed games. A sad, sad day indeed for baseball fans across the country. Adding insult to injury here, we were over three in the way of local action last night as the Nets, Devils, and Islanders all suffered losses. The Nets move to just one game over 500 at 32 and 31 overall as they fall in heartbreaking fashion to the Toronto Raptors. 109 to 108 is your final score from Toronto. The Nets will try and rebound at home against the Miami Heat come tomorrow night. Now to the ice where Boone Jenner and Patrick Laine hoisted the Columbus Blue Jackets to victory over the Devils in Columbus. Jenner and Laine both registered a goal and an assist en route to the 4-3 win. Look out for a tri-state bout at the Garden coming up this Friday night when the Devils are set to pay the Rangers a visit. Speaking of the hockey blue shirts, they're set to host the St. Louis Blues tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Islanders were in Colorado facing the Avalanche and held a one-goal lead heading into the third period, but couldn't keep their foot on the gas as three-period. I'm, I'm just tuning you out. What? I, I can't even hear. You're just you're ridiculous. The, the Islanders were in Colorado facing the Avalanche and held a one-goal lead heading into Moron, the third period. What? Die. You're yeah, you are gonna die. Jesus Christ! But couldn't keep their foot on the gas as three third-period goals from the Avalanche buried the Isles by a score of five to three. They'll get ready to welcome the Vancouver Canucks into town next tomorrow night. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. And now we head over to traffic with Brandtius. Hey, Dad. Well, in the city on the uh, eastbound between the Gowanus Canal and Cabinet Plaza, we're starting to see some stop-and-go traffic. Also, in the lower-level Staten Island-bound Verrazano Bridge, that's been reopened now, so you're good to go if you're heading to the island. And in New Jersey, starting to see some delays on the Turnpike Garden State Parkway, Route 1 and 9. Otherwise, inbound upper and level looking pretty good right now, as well as the Lincoln and Holland. Over to Long Island, we're starting to see some traffic on the LIE westbound back up to exit 62 in Comic on the LIE eastbound between exit 53 and Concoma Avenue. We still got that right center lanes uh, blocked off due to construction. Headed into Freeport and Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Choi Place Road. We're seeing two lanes closed due to some road work. Headed into Hudson Valley, we see the salt trucks in some places in Highland on Mid-Hudson Bridge eastbound between Old Tolls and Gerald Road. Also in Ulster County on Route 199 eastbound between Kingston, Rhinecliff Bridge east and west. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are suspended for Ash Wednesday. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high near 49. Overnight, we do have a 20% chance of showers after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy. The low is 37. Thursday, mostly sunny skies, the high near 43. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly clear skies in Manhattan. And Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. Stocks slid yesterday as oil and commodity prices spiked to start the new month. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 598 points, the S&P 500 fell 68 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 219 points. 
Asian stock markets slid on Wednesday and oil prices surged more than $5 per barrel as Russian forces stepped up attacks on Ukrainian cities. Shanghai, Tokyo, Hong Kong and Seoul declined as President Vladimir Putin's invasion fueled fears of global economic turmoil. Oil prices rose despite an agreement by the U.S. and other major governments in the International Energy Agency to release 60 million barrels from strategic reserves to stabilize supply. Benchmark U.S. crude jumped another $5.09 to $108.45 per barrel in electronic trading. It rose $7.69 on Tuesday to $103.41. The world's biggest container ship operators, AP Muller Maersk, AS, and Mediterranean Shipping Company, said they would temporarily suspend services to Russian ports, including those far from the conflict in Ukraine. Maersk said on Tuesday it was halting bookings in light of the sanctions imposed on Russia, including congestion being caused by customs authorities, inspecting cargo bound for the country, and changing credit terms impacting its customers. Maersk and MSC said they would continue to move goods to and from Russia. And finally, payments and credit card giants Visa and MasterCard have blocked financial institutions from their networks in response to government sanctions on Russian entities. The U.S. placed a number of Russian individuals and financial institutions on a sanctions list last week after their invasion of Ukraine. Visa and MasterCard both pledged $2 million towards humanitarian relief funds for Ukraine. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right, thanks, Frank. Taking a look at Dow futures this morning. They're in the green. Uh, Dow futures up 229 points right now to 33,496. The S&P is up 29, and the NASDAQ has risen 101 points. Crude oil right now at $108.27 a barrel, and that is up $4.86. Checking gold. It is actually down $15.70 an ounce to $1,928.10. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Ukrainian-American Republican Representative Victoria Spartz said President Biden needs to get his act together to stop the genocide against Ukrainian people. Spartz, a Republican from Indiana, said Russians are slaughtering people in Ukraine like animals. This is not a war. This is a genocide of the Ukrainian people by a crazy man who cannot get over that Ukrainian people do not want socialism, Soviet Union, communists. They want to be with the United States of America. Spartz told Biden that if he doesn't do more to address the crisis in Eastern Europe, the blood of innocent Ukrainians will be on his hands. She demanded that Biden send more weapons to Ukraine as Congress prepares to pass an omnibus bill next week that would include sending up to $10 billion in more military aid and humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Well, current and former U.S. officials told NBC News the U.S. government is concerned that the Russian government may retaliate for recent Ukraine-related sanctions. Concerns include arresting American citizens in Russia and holding them as pawns in the conflict. National security officials fear that President Vladimir Putin's government may target Americans doing business in Russia. 
Two people with knowledge of those conversations said the Biden administration has started notifying some major businesses with operations in Russia that, depending upon how far the situation escalates, Putin could start taking Americans hostage. Well, the White House and other observers are increasingly sounding the alarm about the mindset of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Fears are that Putin seems poised to escalate his country's war with Ukraine. Experts, analysts, lawmakers, and even administration officials have speculated that Putin's isolation during the COVID-19 pandemic has raised his paranoia. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on ABC. What I will say, George, is anyone who watched the speech he gave last week, uh, whether it's Senator Rubio or all of us sitting in the White House, uh, what we heard from President Putin at that time was somebody who uh, was not only justifying the invasion of a sovereign country, but clearly had ambitions beyond that. Intelligence agencies are reportedly keeping a close eye on Putin and his behavior pointing to his putting his nuclear forces on high alert. Vice President Kamala Harris was blasted by critics Monday for claiming during a speech at the White House that American voters got what they asked for when they elected her and President Biden. Harris made the claim during a celebration for Black History Month. Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. I went off script a little bit. (laughs) All right. And critics jumping to social media to blast Harris with some listing what they saw as the administration's numerous failures and others predicting a defeat for Democrats in November in the midterm elections. Harris's comments came as Americans' approval of the Biden administration's job performance reached its lowest point since taking office. One recent poll shows Biden with a 37 percent approval rating. Republican representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Paul Gosar of Arizona are being criticized by their own party for participating in a weekend conference organized by white nationalist Nick Fuentes. Utah Senator Mitt Romney criticized Green and Gosar on CNN. Look, there's no place in, in either political party uh, for this white nationalism or racism. It's simply wrong. Uh, it's, it's uh, as, as you've indicated, speaking of evil, uh, it's evil as well. On Monday, in a rare rebuke, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy broke his silence and said Green and Gosar's participation in the conference was unacceptable. On Monday, the U.S. Senate failed to pass the Women's Health Protection Act. It's a bill that would codify the right to an abortion guaranteed in Roe v. Wade. It comes ahead of a Supreme Court ruling that could limit access to the procedure nationwide. The bill needed 60 votes to advance and fell 14 votes short, with West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin joining every present Senate Republican to vote against the measure. The final vote was 46 to 48, with six senators not voting or not present for the vote. The bill passed the House back in September on a near party line vote. 77 WABC time check, 557. 
Let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz. Hey, Deb. Well, in Jersey, we're starting to see some stop traffic and Elizabeth on uh, the New Jersey Turnpike northbound near exit 14, otherwise inbound upper and lower level, as well as the Lincoln and Holland, all looking pretty good heading into the city right now. Over to the island, and starting to see traffic on the LAE westbound back up to exit 62 if, as you're heading into the city in Comic on the LAE eastbound between exit 53 and Cockermouth Avenue. We still have those right in center lanes out due to construction. And in Freeport on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Troy Road Place, we still Troy Place Road, excuse me, we still got two lanes closed due to some road work there. Over in Hudson Valley and Nanwa, we're seeing some heavy traffic on the New York State Thruway southbound between exit thirteen and the start of the span. Starting to see assault trucks in some places in Highland on Mid Hudson Bridge eastbound between Old Tolls and General uh, Gerald Drive, also in Ulster on Route one ninety nine eastbound between Kingston Rhinecliff Bridge East and West on the New York State Thruway I eighty seven northbound exit one the off ramp over there is still closed due to emergency water main repairs. In the city, you're starting to see some delays on the Harlem River Drive on southbound between 2nd Avenue and the Willis Avenue Bridge. Also, Gowanus Expressway eastbound between the Prospect Expressway and Cabman Plaza. No transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are suspended for Ash Wednesday. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Today, mostly cloudy skies. We have a high near 47. The wind chill value between 25 and 35. Tonight, there's a 20% chance of showers before 11 p.m., mostly cloudy skies overnight with a low 38. And then tomorrow, a mostly sunny day with a high near 50. Right now, 33 degrees under mostly clear skies in Manhattan. WABC Time Check, 559. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program, of course, with Bernie and Sid. And here is today's lineup. I'm Bernie and Sid today, 740. You don't want to miss former Congressman Peter King with Bernie and Sid today. And, of course, he's running for governor of New York, the former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino. He'll be with Bernie and Sid at 840. And also 30 past each hour, the 77 WABC clip of the day. At 825, you don't want to miss Lydia Reports with Bernie and Sid. 32 past each hour, Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And at 9.40, Monday through Friday, during Bernie and Sid, the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie Contest. All right, Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, along with the crew for business, traffic, weather, and sports. Stay tuned for Bernie and Sid coming up between 6 and 10 o'clock today right here on 77 WABC. Be back with us for the early news tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Be early. Nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store.